Twelve pinkies. It's the Fay election scrutineer. How's it going? I survived working for one day and I'm not sure if I'm convinced that it's something I want to do again. <laughs> ah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, you're going to want to know what I've been up to the last few days. But before we do that, we have a voicemail. So I will play you a voicemail from somebody we know fairly well. So let me get it ready here. So I'm supposed to be driving, not typing on the computer. Here we go. Hello, Faye Driver. It's Scotty, your Aussie butler. And I can't believe you sold that amazing electric car. Oh, yeah. What is going on there? Me neither. I will point out, of course, that I mildly <laughs> criticised how hopeless it was that it only went 100 miles on a charge and you said but you loved it and it was amazing and you were keeping it forever but anyway yeah huh. uh, i'm just ringing to say good luck with your uh, election rigging job and i hope that you stuff the ballot boxes with some extra votes for justin trudeau because he is so cute oh yes woodhaven Okay, well, thank you, Scotty. Yes, well, my ballot stuffing worked because uh, Monsieur Trudeau is back in power s- s- somewhat. Um, uh, minority power. The entire election was an entire waste of time because uh, essentially the election, the votes didn't change by any more than one uh one vote or one one seat for each person so trudeau wanted to maintain power he barely maintained power he was hoping to um uh have a full transfer and full power but he never got it so i think it was uh, 600 million dollars was spent on the election uh, about 500 of it's going to come to me. <laughs> and it was all a waste of time. So people are upset about that. Um, but anyway, we won't talk about it. What I will tell you about this election, the, the, the work that I did, um, it was, uh, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, it was a pretty good time. I had a group, we were a group of six at my polling station. My polling station was out in the country. Um... Uh, we only had two polls for those who know about polling uh, elections um, at my polling station that amounted to about uh, somewhere around 500 maybe 400 voters uh, between the two the, the, the two polling stations so a polling station is uh, you know, it's a defined geographic area. People live within a specific area, and uh, uh, the the government uh, creates a list of everybody who who uh, is eligible to eligible to vote in that area. And you come and you you know you uh, the way we do it is we verify that you live at an address and um, <clears throat> that your name you, you know 
every adult over the age of 18 is eligible eligible to vote. Um, and based on your residential address on the day, you get to vote in the area that you live in. <clears throat> so the government has lists of everybody's name and address, and you come with your uh, some sort of identification so that you can prove you you are the person on the identification with matches the name and the address on the list. So if your name is on our list, then you're a verified voter, you get to vote. Um, I'm actually rather impressed with the simplicity and the elegance of how we um, allow people to vote and only get one vote, but yet still uh, maintain the anonymity or the sanctity and the secrecy of the vote. So this is a bit of a new experience for me, um, you know, being on the uh, on the other side, the other end of the voting process, where you're you have to tally people and you have to verify people's identity, and it's a it's it's not an arduous well, it's a little bit of an arduous process, but um, it is interesting how the the ballots are handled and uh, how we give out ballots and make sure the same ballot comes back and then we, uh, we delete any identifying remarks or uh, any markers on the ballot because every ballot has a serial number. Um, you give a ballot out to a voter, it has the serial number on it. The serial number matches the serial number in the book that it came out of. So you have to tally all of your ballots that you give out, you're given, you know, for us, each poll, poll had 500 ballots, and so at the end of the day, we had to have, you know, like 200 unused ballots and 300 voted on ballots, and it was interesting to see that whole process. So, so that was kind of fun. Um, but it's very, it's it it can be very finicky because throughout the day you have to check your work and make sure that your ballots add up and that you every time somebody comes in you tick them off the list you say okay so Mrs. Jones you voted okay scratch your name out you're no longer eligible to vote and you gotta tip, put a tick mark beside them and and then all of your scratched out people at the end of the day or through when you're doing a reconciliation in the middle of the day everything has to add up so that you you can verify that you know if you've given out 100 votes and you have you should have 400 or yeah 400 ballots left right so my two poll workers were the I had one young younger lady who was very nervous at the beginning about how everything should go like to make sure she was doing everything right and um, so I was you know it's kind of helping her and and assisting her and schooling her along in the beginning of the day and, and she finally got the hang of it and she was great for the rest of the day. Um, uh, and then I had an old crone <laughs> who, no, uh, uh, nothing against Crone Haven, I had an older lovely lady <laughs> who uh, was very persnickety and, oh, I've done this before, you don't need to help me. And then she spent the entire day trying to figure out where her ballots were because she was her ballots were always off. <laughs> off by one unit <laughs> throughout the entire day so uh, uh, she was persnickety like she would not take her breaks like you 
I was the supervisor, so I had to make sure that people got their breaks. Two 15-minute breaks and a 30-minute break was the allotment for the for this 12-hour day, right? So, okay, Martha, <laughs> it's time for your break. Oh, I don't really need a break. I don't have to take... You know, the last poll I worked at, our supervisor didn't even give us our breaks. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not right. <laughs> and we're not going to do that here. You're going to have a break. So, you know, do your reconciliation every time. So the deal was for my poll workers, the poll box people, when they had a break, I would step in as the supervisor and take over their job. But you you do this very stringent uh, reconciliation process to make sure that all your numbers match up before you can send her away. And then so I take over. Now I'm responsible for these all-powerful va- ballots. And... Um, so, uh, uh, you know, so then I would do the job. And when she was finished her break, then, oh, we got to do the reconciliation process. Oh, where's, you know, where's that one ballot? Oh, I don't know. I'll look for it. You know, so was, the, the bookkeeping was a little arduous. And it's a long day. Like, it's, a, it's you know, we started at 6 a.m. The polls opened at 7. And uh, you go, you go till 7 p.m., serving the voters and then you got to do the count close out and the count and the all kinds of paperwork and it's very uh, you know elections canada is the organization the, the non-partisan uh organization government organization that runs these elections so i hats off to them because the process they have in place is is pretty good and you know there's all kinds of checks and balances and they they make it easier for dum-dums like me I've never done this before and neither have many of the people who are working the other five people who are working here we've never done this before but they did give us some good resources to make sure we followed certain steps and completed certain tasks and stuff so you know overall it was it was it was an enjoyable day it was a long day it was hard I tried to make it fun for people, for for the workers that were there. We had four incidents of people not wanting to wear their mask, refusing to wear their mask. So, you know, so we will, would you, people come up with no mask and would you wear a mask, please, mister? No. Uh, Well, would you agree to wear a face shield? If you wear a face shield, would you wear a face shield? No. And, um... So, technically, we can't we can't refuse them their right to vote, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but so we have to we have to shut the doors, get anybody who's in the voting station completed through their voting process and out the door. Then and everyone piles up. The lineup piles up outside the building while these two idiots go in to do their vote without their mask. And then we have to sanitize everything, you know, wiping down every bloody counter within the entire building. And there's like, there's six or eight desks here all set up. You know, six of us working at the two voting, secret voting booths. Because we don't want to see your vote. That would be illegal. Um, And then we can open, you get everything cleaned up again. And then we can open up and let the rest of the people in to continue their job so 
you know, fortunately that only happened four times, except for one group <laughs> uh, uh, who came, and it was 13 people. They were all from a family. Uh, they were like Mennonites or Hutterites or something like that. They were all... Um, uh, they were of... They were all the same family. <laughs> I, I, without the betraying too much. They had the same last name. They lived at the same household. They were all 13 people. Uh, and I believe, you know, it was a, it was a group of religious people, I believe. Um, and, uh, who, you know, probably felt that God was going to protect them. So they didn't need to wear a mask. Um, so, that was an experience because we had like 30 people we had to let we had to let them vote i mean and that's fine and you know the thing that they did was they came to to our polling station one of them came ahead of time and said um we we i have i'm from a family and we would like to vote without wearing our mask they were all they were so pleasant and lovely um so one of them came and said we can't we would like to do this without wearing masks and so we said well if we have to do that we have to shut the place down and you know, all this process and, and so the lady said well what if if we all came at the same time would that be would that be better so we said yes that would be very helpful so they came at, you know later in the day these 13 people came and we piped them through the system and um, they were really pleasant and lovely about it and um, we got them through and we closed the station down we sanitized everything and then we let the, the rest of the people in there were like 30 people lined up like by the time those guys were done there was a lineup of like 30 probably 30 people waiting outside um, wanting to get there do their vote right so it was quite an experience so um I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I'm glad it was only one day. You know, in Canada here, we have we have uh, advanced polling days where you, uh, you know, in four days where you can uh, vote prior to the actual election day, which for us was September 20th. Um, I don't think I'd want to work the, the advanced polling days because if you had to do that every day and... I've talked I talked to people who had done it and they got hired for the full four days so every day they had to come the hours were a little different but um, you know they had to come do the thing they didn't have to do any counting that was another additional two hours to do the count um, so maybe it might not be too bad but but uh, yeah it was a, it was a tough day but it was okay I, I enjoyed it so I had a good time so thanks for uh, thanks for asking, Scotty. Um, I wouldn't do it again, I guess, for hopefully for another four years. <laughs> and as for the electric car, yeah, Scotty, you know you're absolutely right. It did only have, you know, it was up more like a hundred and hundred and ten mile range um, in the summer, not in the winter. Um, but 
it was time for that car to go. We got to move on, Scotty. Time to move on, move up. Don't you worry. I'll get him. I'll get an even nicer car to replace the Speedy Gonzales. Um, okay, so I don't know. I think that's probably all I have for now. So um, thank you for listening. I am the Fade Driver. Was there anything else? I can't think of anything else. So, uh, if you have a car question, you can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. This show is part of the Pride 48 network. Check out pride48.com where you can find more LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts. Thanks for listening.